Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you season two of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Hey, real quick before we uh, bring in Zoo, um, you're familiar with Sarah Walsh, Eddie, yes? Right, Sarah? So she, I guess, was filling in on NFL Network and she went off on, I guess, her husband or her fiance, whatever Telling her or asking her if he could play golf one of these days. It's only going to be three and a half hours. And she goes off on the notion of a three and a half hour golf round. That it doesn't exist. <laughs> Sarah, you're wrong. I played a three and a half hour round two weeks ago. Now, what I didn't do was the drinks after, like she's talking about, and the, and the meals and the, the post-round food. I didn't do that. But a three and a half hour golf round does exist. So, that's- so that is... Would be considered on the shorter end. Yeah, it's on the shorter end, and we're going to play the audio come up at six thirty. That's why I'm bringing it to your attention. We'll play it coming up six thirty or seven. What is an average round? I would say the average round is probably four hours. A long round is four and a half. Those are that means you're waiting at every hole to tee off for the most part. Three and a half is what it should be. If everybody moves and you're not being held up, that's what golf should take about three and a half hours. But four is probably about about right. I would say. So we'll have that audio coming up for you either 6.30 or 7.30. All right. Ed R. Zuman joins us now. They're known as Big Zoo around these parts. Oh, hi there, Jerry. Uh, so you got the call. What time? At 9.30 last night? Uh, just about, I think, maybe a minute or two earlier. But uh, I saw it at about 9.30. I texted David back at 9.30, I think. Well, we're happy to have you here. So I'm happy right, to so be here. I know Wake. you're a Met guy, right? You're not a Yankee guy? I am a Met guy, All right. So let's take it from this perspective then. You've been to a million games, I'm, sh- I'm sure. Oh, grew up 10 minutes from the stadium have you ever been close to seeing a perfect game uh for the match well for whoever it doesn't matter who i saw a no hitter you did i saw the guy was a nobody but he he threw a no hitter he was for the giants it was in 2015 so when you're watching that is that like is there a buzz in the stadium like it's noticeable i was uh I was cheering for the no-hitter. Okay. This was the point in 2015 where it was pre-Cespedes trade. Like, John Mayberry was batting cleanup. I was like, you know what? Embarrass him. I was like, and I get to see a no-hitter. Right. I was I was unpopular in my section, but I was I was giving it some juice. But I got to tell you, I don't remember this. Chris Heston yeah. threw a no-hitter for the Giants at City Field? Oh, it was crazy. It was, I, don't, I remember the night. I don't remember that at all. It, he hit three batters. Yep. But threw a no hitter. Wow! It, it was one of those where you're sitting there and you're like, "Is this really? You're like, is this but really see, happening?" You know what's <laughs> funny about that though? A no hitter is a no hitter. Never going to take it away from. Oh him. yeah. But a no hitter where you're hitting guys now. Here now I got to pull up the box score to find this out. When you when you hit guys and you're walking, it doesn't feel the same. No, not at all. And I know that's the difference in a perfect game and a no hitter. I get it. 
But it's one thing if you go nine innings, no hits, couple of walks, fair yeah, enough. two, three walks. When you walk four guys and hit two, mm-hmm. I don't know, and there's traffic on the bases, yeah, there's it a couple errors. You know, there's a couple errors that they gave you some benefits of the doubt on. Right. I'm, I'm, I, you know, I... I'm yeah, pulling it's tough. Up the, I don't want to. I don't want to go down the road that I was about to go down. But no, it's okay. So I'm pulling up the box score here. So Heston, I cannot believe I do not remember this at all, which oh, is crazy. It's such an. It's such a forgettable. I take no it hit. back. So he hit two batters, did not walk one. So that's you know what that's legit, and he struck out eleven. Yeah, that he was mowing wow. him down. That is now, unbelievable. What was the Mets lineup that night? Was that was that um, that had to have still been like John Mayberry? Here are your starting Eric lineups. Campbell. Uh, let's see. Yes, you're you're almost. Yeah, you're right. So, Murphy in the top of the lineup, so, right? Uh, here are your top four: Granderson, Tahada, Duda, Michael Kadire was the Michael was the Kedire. cleanup. That was, that was pre-retirement. Wow. Then you had Wilmer Flores batting fifth. Juan Lagares, very good call, and Eric Campbell who oh, started at third base, the catcher. Was it, uh, was, uh, okay, so this was the year they went, to, was it Tolly? No, Anthony Wrecker. The wrecking ball. He was the catcher, and the pitcher who lost that game that night, or at least was the pitcher, yeah, he lost, was Noah Syndergaard. Okay. Gave up, four, gave up four runs on ten hits, and even he went six innings. Uh, Holy God. All right, can you give me, give me, you clearly remember this, you know it was a no-name. Let's take Brandon Crawford off, off the, the board, because we know he's been there forever. Can you give me three other Giants in the starting lineup that night? Was Evan Longoria there yet? No, not yet. All I right. think he was still with the Rays in 15. Okay. Yeah, so Longoria, 15. yes, absolutely. Oh, so Angel Pagan is definitely there. Angel Pagan is there, yes. He was playing center field. That's correct. That's one. Buster Posey. That's two. And uh, let me think, Brandon Bell. Yes, that's three. Those are the three I thought you'd get. Here are the other ones. Nori Aoki. Oh, he had a good little run. Joe Panic. Solid. Very good player. St. John's. Pagan, Posey, and Belt, middle of the order, with Crawford batting sixth. And then, which I do remember him, I just wouldn't have thought of him, Matt Duffy was the third baseman. <sighs> Justin Maxwell, wherever that is, played wow. right field. And Chris Heston, through our no hitter. I do not remember that. Yeah, Justin Maxwell is a random name, too. I mean, Right, Justin, wow. who's more <laughs> random there, Eric Campbell or Justin Maxwell? Uh, for us, I mean, Eric Campbell was the second coming for a little while. It felt for like they were trying to pump him out. Oh, a very little while. Yeah, when he was bat- when it was him batting fifth and uh, John Mayberry batting cleanup. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So you're how old? I am 27. I'll be 28 in December. 28. So you really don't have any recollection, clearly, of Cone or Wells then? No, no, not right. at all. So how about the um, how about the Fernandez? What's his name? Um, what's his name? That just did it last night. Felix Hernandez. Felix Hernandez. You have any recollection of that from whatever it was 11 years ago? I, I can probably remember the moment, but I remember more specifically because that was graduating high school pretty much time. There were perfect game, no hitters, like every other day it felt like at that point. I well, think they had eight in like a four-year span or something. I th- and I think, I have to look at this. I heard someone say this, that there were a couple of perfect games that year, mm-hmm. and we haven't had one since now. I remember that more because I remember being like, wow. Like whatever it was, two or three that ended up happening and 
one of them might have been Dallas Braden might have been that year. Might have been that year. That's probably, I'm, I'm pulling them all up right um, now just so we have so we're clear. Here. Yeah, there were random ones. There were bad ones. It was it was one of those uh, it was one of those things where you're starting to look and you're like, okay, is a perfect game going to still mean this in ten years? And all right, we, so here's the list. Here's the list. So that the, year there were three: Felix Hernandez, Matt Cain, Matt Cain. Yep, he did it. Uh, and Philip Umber, the former Met uh, oh, farmhand. Philly Phil, Umber. Yes, Philip Umber did it. So all three of those in 2012. The Dallas Braden one was in 2010 when you had two of them. The other one to do it was Roy Halladay. Ah, uh, the doc. Was that in the postseason that year? Uh, no, I don't think that was postseason. That was, uh, let's see here. No, it was in May. Okay. That was in May. So you had, you're right though. If you look at this, we haven't had one in 11 years. So you go from... 04 to 09, Randy Johnson in 04, then Mark Burley in 09. That was it. So nothing for five years. Mm-hmm. Then you get the Braden and the Halliday, two in 10, and then you get three in 2012, and then we go 11 years without one. It's crazy. I mean, like I said, I'm a young, I'm I'm 13, you know, 14 at the time. I'm thinking this is going to happen every year now. Like, this is just baseball. You? Right. And and with the way that it's been played over the last 10 years, you would have expected it to happen how many times, and it hasn't. It is. You're right. It's interesting with the way guys are striking out such at an alarming rate now and that batting averages are way down and mm-hmm. the game is controlled by the pitchers. You would think we'd see a little bit more of it. You think nah, – now, this is just a thought, and this is, like, really diving in, but – you think it's got something to do with the launch angles? Like, just, just the fact that you're swinging oh, for the oh, fences? Absolutely. Oh, sure. Guys are just getting a hold of one? I can tell you in, a, in some cases it's actually taught. Remember mm-hmm. when we were kids? I remember the whole uh, notion of hitting was almost hit down at the ball. Yeah. Line drives. Line drives. Now it's you're swinging slightly upward at the ball. See, when I was uh, young, Mike Piazza was already, like, he already had been through the come up. He was a superstar. So... His uppercut swing was like a thing that, you know, some people would do because it's like, oh, you know, Piazza does it. So that kind of started around that period, I would say. Yeah. And maybe you he might was be right. a guy that started right. it. But now it's now it's, it's it's what we see on an everyday basis It's an now, epidemic, bro. Which is why when you see guys that don't strike out much, like I don't think Otani strikes no. out much at all. He's, he's one of these God. He's one of these throwbacks where, oh, right. I, mean, I love him. You've got him. I don't think Arise doesn't strike out no. with the Marlins, didn't with the Twins. But for the most part, even a really good hitter in today's baseball strikes out at least 150 times. It's yeah. unbelievable. I mean, look at Pete Alonso. I mean, he's a power hitter, but he's supposed to be a guy who's hitting for a decent average. And he's not, though. Nope. He's hitting for a terrible average, and he's striking out how many times? He's and, batting, what, 225? Yep. Lindor I mean, is batting 225 also. The weird thing about those two time. has been at the end of the year, you're going to see, I think, you'll see Alonso will be around 50 home runs. Mm-hmm. He's going to drive in 100 runs. He might even score 100 runs. Yeah. And generally, that's a damn good season. But he's going to end up batting 220. Lindor's going to bat 220 and might have 30 home runs. All of that. Like the ribbies. power number. But there's no consistency from game to game. No. And it hurts the rest of the lineup. I agree. When I, you have Jeff McNeil in that lineup. Who stinks this year. He stinks. But also part of the reason he stinks is because guys in front of him have sub-300 on base percentages. Yeah, A guy that bats 300 is useless if he has nobody to drive in. He has no power. He has to have guys on base. That is true. All right, Zoo. Great job. We will uh, see you along the way here with Boomer and Geo. Quick break. Boomer and Geo standing by. They will start the program in just a moment. Right now on Odyssey Sports Minute, Amy Lawrence on Perfection. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. 
the superheroes of WFAN. Hi, welcome back. We got Boomer and Geo standing by. If you're just waking up right after midnight or so, the game ended in Oakland last night where Domingo Herman threw the 24th perfect game in the history of baseball. So had Zoo and he actually saw no hitter, which was kind of cool. And I went and looked at the list of perfect games to see when the first one was. Now, Al and I always discuss baseball really wasn't baseball till the 1920s. Because before that, did they even... Did they even keep score properly? Well, I, I have an answer to that. So when you look up the list of perfect games, the first one was in 1880 by a guy by the name of Lee Richmond. By the way, the umpire that day was a cool name, Foghorn Bradley, whatever. Took an hour and 25 minutes. It was the Cleveland Blues and the Worcester. Worcester. Uh, that's where the sauce came from. Anyhow, point is, if you go to Wikipedia, they actually have a photograph of the box score that was written out from that day, dated and everything, and it looks legit. If it is, I don't know, but it certainly looks legit. So while we sit there and call baseball prior to 1920, 1925 not real, maybe it is. So that was the first one, and now Domingo Herman has this latest one. And then the other thing was we were looking at the gaps. We hadn't had one in 11 years. You have gaps here where you go from 1922 to 1956, uh, between perfect games when Don Larson threw it in October of 56, and then prior to that, you had to go back 34 years. WFAN, WFAN-FM, WFAN-FM HD1, New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.